0: You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Many of you are probably familiar with the ever-popular sitcom Jerry Seinfeld, which is the show about nothing that chronicles the lives of four friends, including comedian Jerry Seinfeld. Well, one of the other characters on the show is a man named George Costanza, a short, stocky guy who is very often portrayed as unemployed and failing in his romantic relationships. Well, in one episode, George realizes that his instincts, his gut instincts for making decisions must be faulty because it's his instincts that have led to the, sto- the sorry state that his life is in. So he decides that he is going to always try to do the opposite of what his instincts tell him to do. And so that very day when he is having lunch at Monk's Cafe and there's a beautiful woman sitting at the next table, George doesn't do what he normally would do, which would be too intimidated to talk to this woman. He does the opposite, and he walks boldly up to this woman and he says, Hello, my name is George. I am unemployed, and I live with my parents. Well, the woman is quite smitten, and she agrees to go on a date with him. And throughout this whole episode, George is having great success with everything that he tries because he is doing the opposite of what his instincts tell him to do, and he decides that from now on, this is going to be his philosophy of life. Doing the opposite. Well, believe it or not, doing the opposite may be a philosophy that will help us understand what it means to live in the kingdom of God. It's Christ the King Sunday, the last day of our church year, and our gospel lesson takes us to this very dramatic moment, this trial of Jesus by Pilate. And Pilate is trying to discern whether or not Jesus is a political threat to the authority of of Rome. Is he truly a king of some sort? So he asks Jesus if he is a king. Jesus says that his kingdom is not from this world. He goes on to say if my kingdom were from this world my followers would be fighting they would be using power they would be using violence to keep me from being handed over But as it is Jesus says my world is my kingdom is not from here Well here is where the philosophy of opposites comes in handy because it is in this moment in the gospel story that the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God collide, and the two kingdoms could not be more opposite. I mean, we can imagine that with an earthly king, if, if position and power was being threatened, it would be easy to imagine that a king would do whatever was necessary to maintain control. Maybe even to the point of using violence. I mean, crucifying someone for not going along with the program is an example of what happens when earthly kingdoms are threatened. But Jesus says his kingdom is not from here. His kingdom is about the opposite of using violence and the abuse of power. And contrary to what an earthly king would do, Jesus says his followers will not fight to keep him from being handed over to be crucified. To understand the kingdom of God, we need to look for the opposite of what worldly kingdoms value and how worldly kingdoms function. Jesus will not use any means necessary to maintain power. Instead, he will give up his life. He will surrender his life for the sake of those he loves that live in his reign. And the cross. Will become his throne. David Loth is a Lutheran pastor. He wrote a blog about Christ the King and about this passage from John that that helps us, I think, understand about Jesus being the opposite kind of King we expect. He writes, "Jesus is a King who demonstrated power through weakness, who manifested strength through vulnerability." who established justice through mercy, and who built the kingdom of God by embracing a confused, chaotic, and violent world, taking its pain into his own body, dying the death the world sought, and rising again to remind us that light is stronger than darkness, love is stronger than hate, And that with God, all good things are possible. Listen, that is the description of our king. A king that is the opposite of what the world expects. And even when we, as we live in the reign of Christ, we, you and I, receive the opposite from God of what we would expect. Instead of exile and condemnation for our brokenness and sin, we receive mercy and forgiveness. In the reign of Christ, unconditional love is the rule of the day. And the first will be last, and the last will be first. And in the reign of Christ, even when we are at our worst, we receive grace. And that grace is powerful. It has the power to transform us into people who become reflections of the very kingdom Jesus came to bring. Now, I'm not sure if you know this, but as far as church festivals go, Christ the King Sunday is a relatively new one on the church calendar. It was instituted in 1925 by Pope Pius because he was noticing a troubling trend among believers He said people were being lured away from the church, lured away from the reign of Christ to live under the values of the kingdom of the world, rather than fully embracing the kingdom of God in their lives. And so this day was set aside as a day that invites us to ponder, who is Jesus in my life? Or, As I live in the reign of Christ, how does my life reflect the opposite of the kingdom of the world? Well, this is a small example, but I think it's very relatable about how this might play out in our own lives. In our new member class last week, we were talking about times when we felt called to reflect the teachings of Jesus in our lives. One of the new members shared a story about when he was coaching his young son's sports team. I don't remember which sport. Um, But they were young kids, and so you know all of the referees were volunteers, right? And so sometimes volunteer refs maybe don't get the calls exactly right, and sometimes they make big mistakes. Um, And so this man related how sometimes when the refs would really get a call wrong, I mean, it was just bad, that he would go to them and say, hey, I think you got that call wrong, and I think you should correct it. Now, you probably assume that he complained to the refs because his team was disadvantaged by a bad call. That would be all too common of a story that revealed the values of the kingdom of this world, like, we need to win at all costs but this is a discipleship story. This is a kingdom of God story. And the man said that he actually asked the refs to turn the calls around because his team was given an unfair advantage. Do you know what the response of his little team members were? Coach, you're too honest. Listen, as you're living your life, If you ever get a response like that, it could be that you are on to something. That you are living the kingdom of God rather than the values of the kingdom of the world. For George Costanza, doing the opposite of his instincts worked well for him. At least for one episode. I mean, come on, it's TV. The next episode was about something completely different. But for Jesus, doing the opposite of what the world expected was his way of life. It was the reason he came, to testify to the truth about God's great love for this world. A world that breaks God's heart because so often we are doing the opposite of what God hopes for us. Doing the opposite worked well for George. And doing the opposite, I think, will also serve us well. So we contemplate, what does it mean to live in the kingdom of God? We're called to do it not just for one episode, but as a way of life. A way of life that reveals the values of the kingdom of God. That light is stronger than darkness that love is stronger than hate, that life is stronger than death, that goodness is stronger than evil. And showing grace is stronger than winning at all costs. Amen.